The world needs to know what we think, doesn't it? I mean, if I have a thought, then don't I want to just blast it out there on social media? Especially if I'm upset. Oh, buddy. If I'm upset, then everyone needs to know. Isn't that my right? Isn't that what I'm supposed to do nowadays? Well, not so fast. Let's make sure that's a biblical thing to do. That's what we're going to talk about today. The social media rant. Let's get into it. Welcome to Faith in Real Life, where we talk about truths of the Bible that are relevant to your life and faith. My name is Obi, and I'm the pastor to single adults and men at First Baptist O'Fallon, and I'm glad you're joining us today. So we're going to talk about Christians who have disputes in church, and uh, as you heard in the intro, we're talking specifically about the social media rant. And I don't know if you've noticed this in the world today, I'm sure you have a little bit if you're on the internet much at all, that... People will have something happen to them, and maybe they're even right about something, but then there will be this big social media rant. Um, And so we're going to kind of look through uh, a passage of Scripture. It's going to be 1 Corinthians 6, so if you're listening, watching, and you're able to, um, you can go ahead and turn there, 1 Corinthians 6. We're going to read a few verses in that. But we really want to examine this from a biblical perspective because it is such a common thing for even Christians to do, and that really is who I'm talking about today, is I'm talking to Christians, so if you name the name of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then this is for you. This is a discussion for you. Is this a biblical thing to do a social media rant, even if you're right, even if something um, happens at your church or with another believer, and you're just ready to put stuff out there, you're ready to vent online, and after all, this is your social media space, this is your wall, is that an okay thing to do? So that's the first question we're going to look at. Is it a big deal if I put my frustrations on social media? So we're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and we're just going to start in verse 1. I'm going to walk through these. So if you're able to have your Bible, if you're just listening, that's fine. Uh, I'm going to read them to you. But 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 1 says this, If any of you has a dispute against another, how dare you take it to court before the unrighteous and not before the saints? Now, you hear the how dare you, and you're like, okay, right away, Obi's saying, uh, don't do this. Well, I I just want to get to the biblical principle here, and someone might point out that um, this is a court thing, so this is going to talk about legal matters, but I think you'll see the underlying principle is going to be the same. I wanted to ask you this. Do you ever remember a time when you were offended um, or you were having a dispute or something like that before social media existed? Like, what would you have done before we had social media if something happened at your church or with a fellow believer and there was no social media, then what did you do? Um, I had an example. I had this, um, I heard of this church where there's this deacon who was against, there was, there was some contentious decision being made and it was a pretty, pretty even split and the church voted one way. Well, you can imagine how some people reacted when, when, they didn't get their way. But there's this deacon who said, look, I was against what the church voted for, but I'm for the church. And so I'm going to support the church, even though they didn't go the way I would have. Even though I voiced my opinion, they went the other way. I'm still for the church. But that's not what we always do, is it? And and specifically, I'm thinking about what about before social media existed? That's not what we always did. We don't always say, well, I voiced my opinion and they chose something else. So I'm just going to be okay with that. Well, of course, one thing that people do is gossip. 
And that's a maybe a discussion on its own day of the sin of gossip. But we'll just acknowledge that uh, for this time being, for this this episode, is that gossip is a sin. Now, maybe some people, if they're thinking of disputes in church, maybe you were, were quizzed well in Sunday school, and so you're thinking of Matthew eighteen fifteen and that approach where you go and you talk to that person in private. You talk to them one-on-one, whoever you have that dispute with. And then, of course, the following verses have some other instructions, but, but maybe you've done that. But what you wouldn't have done before social media existed is gather all the people you knew around you and passive-aggressively rant about it, right? That's not what we would have done if we say, hey, I've got a a disagreement with the church. There's a church leader or another person in church. Hey, hey, life group, class, come around. Sunday school class, come around. I'm just going to passive-aggressively rant. I'm not going to name the person, but we all know who I'm talking about. That's not what we would have done. Really, we would have looked kind of crazy. We would have thought it was rude. Um, People are very comfortable doing things online that they're not comfortable doing face-to-face, even though oftentimes more people are going to see it online. So I'm going to read this verse again, 1 Corinthians 6, verse 1. It says, If any of you has a dispute against another, how dare you take it to court before the unrighteous and not before the saints? So I want you to think about this. This principle in this passage, yes, it's talking about legal disputes, um, And so not just the little disputes between us, but a dispute with a brother or sister, a dispute with another Christian. He says, how dare dare you take it before the unrighteous and not the saints? Isn't that what we do when we go on social media and we do a a rant? If, If we're just saying, I just need to get this out there. Something happened. Someone did something. I'm angry about something. Someone upset me. Things aren't going the way I wanted in church or in my life group or or with my group of people at church. I, I just want to rant about something. There's a decision made, and I'm upset about it. I just want to vent. I want you to think about how many people that are maybe not Christians are on your social media, or if you don't set it to to uh, public or private, if you set it to public, maybe it gets shared. Maybe you share something that that does something similar to this. How dare you take it to court before the unrighteous and not before the saints? So the first thing I would say is this. We're going to look at several verses. We're going to see a lot of different things. But, but the first thing he mentions here is the difficulty with and the problem with taking it before unchristians, non-Christians. That's why when he says before the unrighteous, he's saying before people who aren't saved. Well, why? Because it's like airing out our dirty laundry, right? There are things, maybe if you have a family, um, you know, maybe there's things in, that happen and everybody likes to say, oh, my family's crazy, right? But you don't always just spread that craziness out into the world. You don't just um, highlight that for all to see all the time because some of those things are private. And that's kind of the picture here is that we as Christians, the picture we're to present to the world is one that loves, one that is unified, one that puts God's things before my things. Because maybe I do have some preferences at church. Maybe I like music a certain way. I like preaching styles a certain way. Um, I like a certain time of service. I, whatever it may be, There's, the list could go on and on. But I have all those preferences um, in my mind. But do I put the things of God before those preferences? So here's what we're really saying here and what Paul is really saying in verse 1 of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1. What he's really saying is you're harming the witness of the church, 
not just your witness, absolutely your witness too, but when I go on a social media rant, when I when I just throw the church's business out there, when I say instead of projecting love and unity and all those different things, I'm going to project the fight that we have, the the disagreement, the that I think we're headed the wrong direction. I'm I'm just throwing that out there to the world. I'm harming the witness of the church. My witness too, but the witness of the church. Well, then he goes on. Uh, if you have your Bible or if you're just listening, that's fine. But if you have your Bible, I'm going to look at verses 2 through 5. I'm going to take them all together. He says, Or don't you know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the trivial cases? So this is where I start to point out that, yes, he's talking legal, legal disputes, but it, he actually goes in the opposite order. Because you may say, well, yeah, something as important as a legal case. But he's saying, look, Christians are going to judge the world. How much more should we be able to judge these little things, little cases, little disputes, little things that make us mad, little decisions in the scheme of life? So it says, verse 3, Don't you know that we will judge angels? That's a study for its own day as well. But again, you see, saints will judge the world. Saints will judge angels. So these are uh, descriptions of things that will happen in the future. It says, How much more matters of this life? So if you have such matters, do you appoint as your judges those who have no standing in the church? He says, look, if Christians are supposed to have such a high place in the future, in God's eternal kingdom, if you're going to be judging the world, if you're going to be judging angels, this is your place in in the future. Well, then how come you're giving your judgments to people who aren't qualified for that? Who won't be doing that? If a person hasn't named the name of Jesus Christ, then this passage isn't talking about them. He's saying they're not qualified to be judges of the world. They're not qualified to be judges of angels. He's saying you are Christian. You are qualified to do that. So how come you throw your case out there? You throw your matter out there. I rant out there on social media. Yeah, I'm adding that part, but we see the similarities. So he says, so if you have such matters, do you appoint as your judges those who have no standing in the church. He's talking about non-Christians. And then look at verse 5, or listen to verse 5. It says, I say this to your shame. Can it be that there is not one wise person among you who is able to arbitrate between fellow believers? This kind of goes back to the Matthew 18 principle again, this idea of arbitration. It means we got to talk to people, right? Instead of me going out there on social media, I'll go on Facebook or whatever platform you use, and I'll just blast people. I just I'm gonna put maybe it's maybe it is passive aggressive. I won't mention their name, but but I'm gonna just mention a situation that I'm frustrated with. Or maybe you're aggressive aggressive, not passive aggressive, and you're just like, hey, I'm gonna name this person, I'm gonna say what's wrong, I'm gonna say what church, I'm I'm mad. He says, if you do that, you're you're spreading it out there. If if you're going before the world to be judges, instead of saying Christian to Christian, can we talk this out? He says, I say this to your shame. Can it be there's not one wise person among you who is unable to arbitrate between fellow believers? I'm going to be honest. Every time I see a, a Christian do a social media rant, every time when they say something bad happened or some church is making some decision or can you believe this leader did this, every time I see that, I think, don't you know you are guilty of violating 1 Corinthians 6? I want, I want that to sink in, sink in because you may be right about the thing you want to rant about. It may be something that there was a sin in a church or there, there's a, some decision that's made that you just feel like, 
man, it should go the other way. Or maybe there's a, a speaker you don't agree with, something like that. Okay, well, if they're in, their, in your relationship where you can go talk to them, then the, the clear teaching in Matthew 18 and here is, okay, go talk to them. Not about them, not passive-aggressively passive mentioning some issue on social media. Go talk to them. And again, not yell at them, not talk at them. Talk to them. Have a conversation with the person. Be, be gracious. As, uh, as Scripture says, speak the truth in love. Ephesians 4 says, speak the truth in love. And it's specifically talking about how the body of, of Christians interoperate with one another. It says, speak the truth in love. So yeah, speak the truth, but do it in love. I don't want us to hear these distinctions and, and how Christians are called to a higher calling. Can we as members of God's family, as heirs to the King of Kings, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, can we really not work things out? Can we really not, instead of blasting things out on social media, can we really not go talk to a person? Now you may say, but, but you don't understand. I'm talking about someone that I'm not, I'm not connected with. Like maybe there's a pastor in another church and I, I just have something against them. Okay, so if you can't talk to them, then maybe they're out of your area of influence. Right now, if a person comes to you and questions about doctrine, that may be a different thing, and you can go talk to them one-on-one -on -one again, but that is totally different than me just going and blasting another human being or blasting even an organization and just saying, that church is wrong, that church is evil, and okay, is it edifying? Is that helpful? The, the call here is arbitrate between fellow believers. And I'm, I'm making this very specific because I think this passage is very specific. It's talking about believer to believer, right? How Christians should treat one another, how we should handle disputes and differences between one another. So then he goes on, look at verse 6 or listen to verse 6. It says, instead, brother goes to court against brother. I'm just going to pause right there. Brother goes to court against brother. Man. When it comes down to it, if you're talking about a Christian, even a Christian you have a, a stark disagreement with, you have maybe a contentious disagreement, when we're just throwing it before the court of the world on social media, which is what you're doing, you're asking for all sorts of judgments. You're asking for people, really we want people to affirm us, but we know when we throw something out on social media, we're also going to get the other side. We're going to get contention. We're going to get disagreement. And that's what we're doing. We're going before the court of the world. It says brother goes to court against brother. That's what we're doing. We're saying, I, I go to court against you. Whatever you did, believer, or church, or, or whatever, I go to court against you. And it says... Verse 6, and that before unbelievers. So brother goes to court against brother, and we do it before unbelievers. We do it before people who aren't Christians. He says, as it is, to have legal disputes against one another is already a defeat for you. Why not rather be wrong? Why not rather be cheated? I wonder if you hear these principles in here. The unbelievers, we've talked about that. It, it's... It's so detrimental to our witness. If I just go and I look like the world, how I complain about all my problems, right? If I'm just, if I say something's wrong, so it's the trendy thing to do now to be, um, we got rage culture, we got cancel culture. I'm just going to send out my feelings. I'm just going to, just going to throw my emotions all out on social media. What does that do to our witness? But then it says, if we fight against brothers, he says, it's already a defeat for you. We've already lost. 
I wonder if you've thought about that, fighting against your, your brother. I, I don't know if you had any siblings. Um, I've got a younger brother, and we used to wrestle all the time, and wrestling, of course, turned into an actual fight. And uh, if you went to my parents' house years ago, there's been uh, they don't live there anymore, and so people have fixed it up and stuff. But we would have holes in the wall where, where we wrestled, and we would just like buy a poster and put it over. Um, we did all sorts of things. And let me tell you, brother fighting against brother is already a loss, right? If, if you're a parent, if you think of your children, when they're fighting, that's not a win. If you say, well, one, one whooped the other one or one is uh, beating the other one at wrestling or fighting, and, and you say, well, that's not a victory. That, that's not what I, I as a parent am looking for. If I come home and my children are fighting, I want them to stop. That's what this says. Brother goes to court against brother and that before unbelievers. He says it's already a lost loss. We've already lost. He says, as it is to have legal disputes against one another is already a defeat for you. It's a defeat for you. It's a defeat for the church. If I just broadcast my, my problems out there, my problems, my disputes with a, a believer, my issues with a decision a church have ma has made, it's already a defeat. James 3, and um, if you have your Bible, you don't have to turn there. I'll just read it to you really quick. James 3, verse 9 and 10 says this, With the tongue we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in God's likeness. Listen to that. That's just verse 9. Listen to that irony again. With the tongue we bless our Lord and Father. I mean, think about when we pray. When we pray, we, we you know, I hope at least you build up God, you praise Him, you worship Him, you talk about His wondrous attributes. So it says, with the tongue we bless our Lord and Father. But then it says, and with it we curse people who are made in God's likeness. God made the human that we get most mad at, God made them in His like likeness. It says, verse 10, blessing and cursing come out of the same mouth. My brothers and sisters, these things should not be this way. We've talked about in uh, previous weeks, talked about the things we say and how we should build people up, that we should um, edify them with our words, that no corrupt communication, which corrupt communication doesn't just mean profanity, which is what we think of. It means all the other things, condescension, lies, anger, manipulation, and so on and so on and so on. You could think of all sorts of ways that we could have corrupt communication. The picture of Christianity is blessing people with the things we say. It has to apply to social media. It has to. If I am going on social media, and especially against a brother or sister in Christ, or a church that honors the Lord Jesus Christ, it's not perfect. No church is perfect. Of course not. But it's there for the Lord Jesus Christ. And if I go on social media, and I, I may be comfortable blessing God with my tongue, with my mouth, but I talk bad about people who are made in His image, or a church that is founded for Him. He says, my brothers and sisters... These things should not be this way. I wonder if you see these principles. I'm going to read verses 6 and 7 again of, of um, 1 Corinthians. Instead, brother goes to court against brother, and that before unbelievers hurts our witness. As it is, to have legal disputes one another against one another is already a defeat for you. No one wins when we talk bad about a fellow believer. No one wins. There, there is no victory there in tarnishing the reputation of the church. But then he says this. In the middle of verse 7, he says, Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be cheated? I wonder if you hear that principle. He says, instead of going and fighting and getting my preference, 
well, I want church to look this way or sound this way or be this way, or this person made a decision or this person said this against me or, or this happened and, and I'm just mad, I'm upset and the world needs to know and I, I have all these things, all this emotion that boils up inside me and oh man, I can't go talk to them one-on-one, what? No, they'd never listen to me. No, instead of that, I'm going to go do a Facebook rant. I'm going to go to Twitter and I don't know if anybody's on Twitter, but I'm going to go to Twitter and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just blast somebody. Shouldn't be this way. He says, why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be cheated? I wonder if you hear what the Apostle Paul is saying there. And God, who inspired the, the Apostle Paul to say these things, he's saying unity is more important than getting my way. Unity is more important than getting my way. The unity of the, the church of Jesus Christ, his church, it is more important that that church be unified than it is that I get my way. I wonder if you feel like that. Maybe I need an apology from someone. Maybe I even deserve an apology. Is that more important than unity of the church? There's a call here to put our pride aside. There's a call here to turn the other cheek, to put God's things first. And I have this as a last passage I want to cover. And again, if you have your Bible, you don't have to turn there, but you can if you want. But if you're just listening, I'm going to read it to you. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 21 through 25. And this is all in a section about unjust suffering. Right, so not just suffering if I deserve it, but unjust. So if I, if I were going to be disciplined for something that I deserved, I may be able to take that. I may, I may not like it, but I could take it. But what if I don't deserve it? What if someone really is wrong? What if it's an op, you know, I, they're, they're coming at me, they're saying things about me, it's not true, or this and that happened, and that was the wrong way to do it, and I want to do it the right way, and they won't listen to me, and so I'm going to vent, and I'm going to be mad. Well, that's unjust suffering. Right? So 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21 through 25 says this. For you were called to this. I just paused there. <laughs> Unjust suffering. That's what the context is. He says, You were called to this because Christ also suffered for you. Wonder if you thought about that. Maybe stuff has been happening to you that's not fair. Okay. Same with Jesus. I'm not saying don't try to better your circumstances. In fact, I started this out by saying Matthew 18 says, Go talk to a person. Go talk to people. But what if they don't? What if they, they say, no, I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to do it that way. Well, I would suggest be like that deacon who said, yeah, I voted. I voiced my opinion. I voted. Church went the other way. I'm for the church. He says, for you were called to this. First Peter 2, verse 21. You were called to this because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his footsteps. So just hear that. Christ, who died on a cross and didn't deserve it, is the example that I'm supposed to have for my Christian life to take unjust suffering. He says, verse 22, He did not commit sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. So he's perfect. He didn't deserve this. This is the ultimate example of unjust suffering. Verse 23, When he was insulted, he did not insult in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. So he didn't pay back. That's what we want to do a lot of times. When I want to go on a social media rant, and believe me, I'm not immune from this. I, I look at social media from time to time, and I see all sorts of things on there that drive me crazy. And then things happen. I, I'm a preacher. I, I'm in church, and church is filled with people. I'd be lying if I said no one in church had ever frustrated me. Of course people have. But this is my example. Christ is my example, not the world. Not the world that is okay with social media rants. Christ is my example. And when he was insulted, 
he didn't insult in return. When he suffered, he didn't threaten, but he entrusted himself to the one who judges rightly. Verse 24 says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, so that having died to sins, we might live for righteousness. Do you hear what he did? It says, By his wounds you have been healed. Do you hear what he did? Unjust suffering paid for your sins. It was undue. Christ dying for you was undue, but it paid for your sins. He didn't deserve it, but it paid for your sins. Verse 25, For you were like sheep going astray. We were separated from God. It says, For you were like sheep going astray, but you have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Let me tell you, if you're around people, you're not always going to get your way. If you're in a church, you're going to butt heads with people. People are going to make you mad. They're going to do things that that's not how you would have done it. They're going to do things that frustrate you, upset you, offend you. It's filled with people. I'll remind you that to get into this club we call Christianity, we have to first admit we're sinners. It's a club filled with sinners. Me too. So we're going to make each other mad sometimes. The question is, what do we do with that anger? I called this the social media rant because that's the way I see people dealing with anger a lot today. Maybe it's gossip too, but we don't get to see that. But we do get to see the social media rant. But that's just one example of how we deal with anger. And a lot of the ways aren't good. He says, why wouldn't you rather do take wrong? Why wouldn't you rather be offended? Why wouldn't you rather... Um, isn't there a judge? Isn't there someone who can arbitrate between you? How dare you, he says, take it before unbelievers. I say this to your shame, he says. And hear all those words. There's a way to handle things properly in God's church. And in God's church, when I have a dispute with a brother or sister, I'm to take it to him. I'm to take it to him and graciously talk about it with him. I'm to give them the opportunity. And if it can't be resolved... There are times when I just need to be wronged. I just need to allow it for the unity of the body. Now, that doesn't mean I let a, a corruption go that is harming the church. It doesn't mean I let a sin go. There may be, Maybe I have to escalate it and do the Matthew 18 escalation where I take it to a, another believer and, and, and so on and so forth. There's escalation things like that, but it's always in love. It's truth. I, I have to have the truth part too, but it's in love. I do it the right way. We, we're called to do it the right way. I may not always do it the right way, but we're called to do it the right way. The social media rant, I'm sorry, it's not biblical. It's not a thing that Christians should do. It's not a good thing for me to call out another believer on social media. It's not a good thing for me to call out a church on social media. I'm to go to them one-on-one. -on -one. I'm to be gracious with them. My, my words are to glorify God how can I then go and talk bad about man who is made in his image? My brothers and sisters, these things ought not be this way. Let's do better. We can do better. God calls us to more. God is our example. Christ is our example of dealing with unjust suffering. When he was insulted, he didn't insult. When he harmed, he trusted himself to the Father. That's what I call you to do. That's what Scripture does. Well, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Um, if you are in the O'Fallon, Illinois area, we would love for you to stop by and visit our church. Uh, we have two awesome services each week and small group for all ages. Um, we are September 13th. I believe we're getting um, our young kids back on campus. That's the target date. 
And if you're in a vulnerable category or just not comfortable coming back to church yet, then we also stream all of our services and we have lots of online life groups. So those are an option for you as well. And you can find out all the details about things happening in our church through our social media and at fbcofallon.org. That's fbcofallon.org. We'll see you next time. 